Welcome to the new WDKX Podcast Network. Your connection to what's happening locally in the Rochester community. Featuring Jerron James with Sports Talk Outside of the Game. In this edition of Sports Talk Outside of the Game, Jerron Jones interviews NBA star and Rochester native Thomas Bryant. This is the WDKX Podcast Network. Hello, everybody. The one and only Thomas Bryant. First of all, I wanted to say appreciate you for having me and, uh, you know, just coming back to the Rochester community and just, you know, trying to spread some light and, you know, some good cheer throughout the throughout the whole community, man. Yeah, man, that's awesome, man. Tell them about your background, man. Tell them, because I, I know you as Thomas because we used to play at the Boys and Girls Club. Yeah. You know, we hit the CYO and then we played, we were rivals for a little bit before you transferred off to Huntington and I graduated. Tell them about yourself. Tell them about your background. Tell them where you've been. So uh, my background, originally, I'm originally from Rochester, New York. Uh, grew up in the inner city, uh, Hudson Avenue, Bernard Street, with the Bishop Carney. And as Ron said, we were rivals. You know, he was at Aquinas, we was at BK. Not, not even going to lie, they used to beat us a little bit because they had him and everything. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, you know, all love, all love, love, love. And, uh, you know, just grinding my way through the game of basketball. Uh, I, it's funny because I was just reliving the memories of us when we played we played Aquinas and uh we used to play you guys there at yeah. home. We used to guys used to come here and the whole city used to come see yeah, us, the man. The whole city. The, the whole, whole city. city. And just think about all the talent that was on the floor man. during those games. You know, you got you, you got Quan, you got Chuka. Chuka, you oh, know, yes. she know too, yeah. Even Riddell. Like, yeah. like you guys had a loaded basketball team and then like, you know, a lot of us. We, we had Christian, we had Phil, but, you know, Man. me and Jamal was coming over from football, so, like, we still, was, especially when we played y'all early, we still was trying to get into our group. About Man, y'all, were, y'all had some dogs on y'all yeah. team, though. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> so did y'all, though. So did y'all. You know, even, even though we had those rivalries, we both still won sectionals. Absolutely, you know? yeah. So, you know, and then after that, you know, even off the court, you know, we probably hated each other on the court, but then off the court, it was always still. Always love. Always love. Man. It's just wild. And then Isaiah, he just had his camp just a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You know, that was just, that was nice to have him come back to the city. He even took pictures while he was on Katy Street. You know yeah. what's funny? Funny fact about Katy Street. He lived on Katy Street and so did I. Me, really? Yeah, me, we lived up, like literally up by Upworth. But he lived. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah so like literally, when we, that's why we played at Southwest. Yo! Practice all the time. Yeah, man. It's a small world small out there. World. Yeah, so, when, so when he posted that, you know, I had to say, I had to throw in my little brag in there, you know, Katie Street bread to bread. Yeah. You know, that's how, just how I feel about it. I feel but you. Yeah, man. man. It's just such a small world. And then I just love how, like, you know, our athlete community, we just also tight knit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, even with you living in LA and all that, you know, we still, even. Like it's just like absolutely, just kids, man. absolutely, it's just man. wild. So, yeah, man. Tell us about your time at Indiana, man. How'd you love that? So it was it was a great time, you know, at being at Indiana. It was a it was a real big culture shock because yeah. it was just going from like you know the city into the country mm-hmm. where it was just yeah. like wow, this is different. <laughs> yeah, like it was just a whole different dynamic, and then you know. It was different from like having 6 a.m. workouts to all right, I could just go to practice right after school, everything. You know, it was like the growing up, you know, the growing up and the the maturity you had to do in order to get to that level and just like, you know, you had a new level. So, like, people in high school, you know, people in college aren't looking at you from high school now. Mm -hmm. People are looking at you like, all right, can you win? Are you good in anything? And I had to prove that. And it was a lot of like physical and mental toughness I had to go through. Yeah, yeah. And, how, 
So like, so like, what about like even going from like you know a small school like Bishop Carney was, mm-hmm. was Huntington Prep small? Oh, it was not? small. Yeah. It was very small. Until like a big state school. Because even when mm-hmm. I went from Aquinas to Notre Dame, even though it was northern Indiana, mm-hmm. it was still like a culture shock for me. Because yeah. like, believe it or not, Notre Dame was still bigger, but it was only 12,000 students. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Rather sure. than IU, it's a state mm-hmm. school. <laughs> even me and my friends in the offseason will come down for like low five and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. Like, yeah. So like I, I know a bunch of IU guys. Like I even, um, I don't know if you know this, but do you know T-Gray Scales? Yeah, yeah, that's my home. Yeah, that's my man. Me and T. Gray was on practice squad with the Steelers together. We were in the USFL together. Oh shoot, really? Yeah, yo, that's crazy, man. T. Gray used to hang, and then T. Gray actually used to live around the corner from me in my house in Texas. Yo, so so me and Jameer live in Frisco, Texas, and his apartment was like right around the corner. So we used to even get work workouts and like you know what was crazy. T. Gray never really liked the basketball players, but he always had an exception to me somewhere. Yeah, nah, like, you're a nice guy, always, like he you're always nice guy. for me. You're a nice guy, bro. I like, appreciate you, you, that, You gotta man. know that, man. You're a really, really nice guy. I mean, and I get it, like, I can understand because T. Gray's a really quiet dude. Yeah, you know, yeah, he, you know, he stayed to it himself takes, yeah, a little it bit. It takes him a while to warm up to mm-hmm. you, but like when, when, he, when, you actually, when he actually warms up to you, he's a great dude. Yeah, he is. Awesome. He's a real good dude. Yeah, for sure. It's, and it's again, athlete community being a small world. Like, right. <laughs> who would have thought I'd know somebody that went to IU? Exactly. Who would have thought that, man? <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I know a bunch of guys when I went down there and stuff. And then, like you were saying, like mm-hmm. the big school, like it's just all those guys. And then again, you got the frats, you got the sorority, right? You got the strip of bars like KOK, yep. sports, yep. all those. So, Shoot. Yeah, man. Them <laughs> boys used to be packed on the weekends, man. So, so talking about so talking about college, jumping from college. Tell mm-hmm. us about your transition from college to pro, because I know that was hard relating for me. Because when I went into the league, I was undrafted. Mm-hmm. I started out as a defensive tackle, but then I switched to offensive tackle while I was in the league. So mm-hmm. like, I had to start from square one. And I know for a grind, like you know, what I'm saying like, what's, especially skill wise, you got to be home to like the, the things you do best, and you got to be automatic from it. So like, tell Absolutely. us about, like how. How much how much harder you had to work as a professional athlete rather than from college where like you know you're learning like the basics of the game the fundamentals and all that but like now you have to hone in on your real skills tell us about that to be honest it's a lot of hard work like even to this day yeah. like i'm still working and trying to get better at things you know whether it's on the offensive or defensive end because you know when you make that transition into the nba and winning if you make it it's a very, very hard process. Like now, there's no, they don't care about rankings. They don't mm-hmm. care who you were in college. Exactly. Like when you get to the professionals, people have to realize you're going against grown men that do this for a living. Mm-hmm. They provide for their family this way. This exactly. is this is what they do. This is their life. So this is the same thing for you that you want to, you know, also provide for your family. This is your life too. But mm-hmm. like, when you're a young kid going into this, you're playing against, you know, 30-year-olds, you know, guys that have hit their prime or, or, or like really smart in the game of basketball. And you really have to tone in on your skill set and the mental toughness you have to have yeah. approaching the game of basketball day in and day out. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. It's a hard grinding, grueling season. It's an 82-game season for the NBA. So it's a lot of ups and downs, yeah. ups and downs. Yeah. Like one day you could have a, you know, you could win one big game and next thing you know you can go on a five-game losing streak or win 10 games and start a losing streak and you'd be like, dang, what happened? Or any or anything. You could even have an injury and it could set you back some way and you just have to be – anything that the game might give you, 
it's going to test you. It always tests you. You have to you have to stay mentally tough throughout any and every circumstances and have it even kill about yourself. And for me, that took a while for me to develop that because I just I, I never been around it. I never mm-hmm. knew it. Mm-hmm. And for me, I just knew I had to learn quickly and I had to learn often. So yeah. I had to like kind of be a sponge and soak up as much information as I could from my from my first couple of years, especially my rookie year, you know, trying to, you know, gasp information, uh, trying photo like trying to have a photographic memory on mm-hmm. things that I that we were working on and yeah. try and talk to the vets that were there too because they know the game. They've been in this league. So, you know, try and get pointers from them. Yeah. So who was your OG? Who was your OG when my, you first got into the league as a rookie? My OG, I'll have to say there were about, there were probably three to four OGs that I had for the all right. Let me give you this for the Lakers for my rookie season. It was Corey Brewer and Luol Day. Okay, those two were really big vets for me. Yeah, uh, but when I went to the Wizards and I started playing a little bit more, the two biggest vets for me were Trevor Ariza and uh, and uh, Jam- and uh, Trevor Ariza. Markeith Morris, okay. Jeff Green, oh, and John Wall. Wow. And it was funny because not in uh I'm forgetting one, Otto Porter. And you know what's funny? As I get older throughout times, I think about I think about those memories of my, you know, my first couple years, and I'm yeah. like, wow, did I really mess up that many times? Like, dang, they had they had to have really good patience with me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And you start to appreciate, you know, the information, those guys sitting down with you and talking with you. And you you start to realize some of the things they 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 speak to you throughout time of just like, you know, having an even kill. You know, you have to stay even killed throughout the season. It's a long season. Yeah. Always have to stay ready or like that, that saying of always staying ready, always staying ready. Like throughout the times when you're a young kid. You're never knowing your time is going to be called. Yeah. But you always have to try and be prepared as much as you can for when that time comes. So that way you're not in like total shock of like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. whoa, whoa, oh, wait, do I ready. do Yeah. You know? Now, 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 I know in football, we have to watch a lot of film. Mm-hmm. But we also have the whole week, entire week to plan for games because, you know, yes. we play on either Saturdays or Sunday. Mm-hmm. So with you guys playing probably two to three, even four games a week. How do you? How much time do you get to yourself to like actually watch film and actually study your opponent? Like, say, if you even have a back to back, that has that. That's funny because the film work goes into a lot of the skill work. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's been times where we've got done with games. Like, literally, we'll bring it in after the huddle. After we break the huddle, all right, what's the next thing? All right, what's the film at? What's the film at? Um, what do I have to improve at? What what can I do to help the team? Like the film work just never stops. Like even in the off season, for me, I do a lot of film work of just watching old tapes, old clips, old games of either me or the greats that I've that I love watching or either going to play against or have played against, just mm-hmm. to see what can I learn from it? What can I improve on? Anything like that. Because the film one thing a coach always told me before, the film never lies. Yeah. And when I use when I I remember at first I never watched film. I was like, I need to watch no film or yeah. anything like that until you really start to break it down and get into the game and you know start to try and be a master of the craft That's and like so funny. you're like, oh shoot, oh man, I did mess up here. Oh wait, I should be here. Oh wait, I did did I did this good. Okay, let me see if I can 
you know, try and capitalize off of that and, you know, try and build off of this or improve here, you know, and that's where the game, like, really expands your mind, too. Yeah. I know you know this as well, oh my God. as good as I anybody else. never lies. <laughs> I in the sky never lies. And the thing is, you'll think you made a good play just because, you know, the result of it probably mm -hmm. worked out in your favor. But then, like, when you actually watch, like, the technique, especially, like, even being an old lineman, just mm -hmm. making sure you block the right guy. Absolutely. With the same aiming point. Mm -hmm. You know, there's... Depending on what the play is, there's a different aiming point. Absolutely. For, you know, inside zone, we're blocking the inside. Mm -hmm. Outside zone, we're trying to reach his outside shoulder or block through the outside. Number. Absolutely. Like small things like that. And, yes. and people don't realize that those small things makes a big difference in how you block things because you'll come across the right dude and he'll expose that weakness. Yes, he will. There's been multiple times where I, you took the words out of my mouth where I wasn't as key and tuned in, yeah. especially on attacking the angles of, you know, figuring out the key points that I can attack at or take away. And there's been times where I've got exposed with that too because mm -hmm. they just knew. They just knew the game more. They just understood it more. They understood the technique, the angles, the, you know, the way you have to approach things and, you know, try and take things down and grasp them. Yeah. So that's one thing. You took the words literally out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, so going off of that, is there anything like you look for specifically? Let's say just for you, Thomas mm -hmm. Bryant. Is there anything that specifically that you look for in opponents that help give yourself an advantage? Because, you know, even for me, it's just probably the way someone's built. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And how they first step off the ball so I can know what, how I need to attack them. Sometimes... I just need to run around them. Sometimes I could run through them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, even small things like that. Is there anything like, give, give an example of it, of something small that helped you gain an advantage over a particular opponent. Something small that helped me gain an advantage was, I would, I would go out. One thing for me, it was like, I'll give you one. I used to go out and, and watch some of their pregame workouts. Mm. And I would see what they would work on, see the angles they tried to take. And, you know, what they do in their pregame workouts is, is probably what they're going to try and do on the exactly. court. So I would try and key in on key things like one or two, one or I would say two to three things I would try and key in and try and take away when the game came. Yeah. Because I know you're working on it. I know it's fresh in your brain. I know you're going to try and go out there and do it. Let's see if I can take it away right then and there before you even think about it even getting accomplished before you even try and take a bucket. No, I'm going to try to take this away from you or just try and make the game hard. You know, uh, I know there's multiple times. I'll give you one more. I, I would try and, you know, feel my opponent, touch him, you know, bump him up a little bit mm -hmm. because the vets used to do it to me. See, you know, I'm trying to check your, trying to check your energy. Yeah. Trying to check where you are. Are you going to come to me or do I have to bring the game to you? You know, it's always it's always a different pattern sometimes. With nice, it. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, and you going off that? How important? Because I'll tell you one thing: to be in a professional sports, you got to have all the confidence in the world. Absolutely. And I know, especially basketball, I know rhythm is really important. Mm -hmm. How important is rhythm for you in anything that you do? <sighs> rhythm is so important, man. It's so important. Yeah. Because I think what's what's even more important than Sometimes a rhythm is the routine that you have. Exactly. From the routine you had, that you have from day one all the way up to now, from game days to after the game, you know, the preparation, the routine that you have. And, you know, the rhythm comes after you build that, yeah, that, yeah. that routine, that rhythm. You know, the rhythm comes because it starts to become one. You start to become one with that and it starts to become you. Yeah. That's your nature. Now, now. What if somebody knocks off your rhythm? How do you get that back? What do you do to get your rhythm back? 
because I know there's times where guys mm-hmm. take me off my timing, even like you know, sometimes I'll step, I'll punch off my third step when, mm-hmm. when I'm past setting. So guys will try to make a move earlier to force me to have to throw my hands early. You yes. know what I'm saying? So you want to see, especially when you, when you're blocking a D lineman because you're you're retreating back and mm-hmm. you're trying to protect the quarterback and he's trying to get through you to the quarterback so absolutely you know a lot of times like a guy would try to make an earlier move to get me to throw my hands early Mm -hmm. a lot of times i'll just try to wait and see what they do so i can throw my hands and react off of what they're doing so what about for you in the basketball game shooting a basketball game with something like that if they attack me in a certain way i know one thing is for sure they're not going to do it a second time Mm -hmm. that's one thing i've established for myself too is like you're not gonna hit me with that a second time and i'm always thinking about a counter i'm always gonna think about that counter move so i'm i'm trying to take away that first one and also that second one so it's kind of like a game of chess i try to play and you start to get a little bit smarter as you get older and everything but that's what i try to do is try and take that first move away that they got from me and try and uh try and play out in my head what would be their counter and try and take that too because there's been times where it's been like super fast and I'm like oh shoot I gotta step back or they kind of take me off my trajectory <laughs> or I gotta be more aware of it now yeah. you know what I'm yeah. saying yeah that's crazy man it's just I, I'm sorry I just love talking professional man, I do too man. man you got me <laughs> so alright so we all know in basketball mm-hmm. the one of the greater players is LeBron James mm-hmm. the guy who's going into year 20 I want to say right yes what is it like being ha- having to play against them and then also now your teammates with them? What is that like? What how, how has that encounter been for you? You know, it's been it's been a crazy encounter. Just to just to f- foremost play against them was absolutely a blessing. And uh just his the way he knows the game of basketball, his demeanor, he always carries himself high and then translating it to now to playing with them, it's really amazing to where you see a you see such a amazing amazing person and an amazing basketball player mm-hmm. and his preparation doesn't change from the game of basketball nice. like nice. he gets in every single day it's in our it's in our text it's in our text line him and ad are always the first ones in the gym and probably one of the last ones to leave i remember i remember last week LeBron uh, had a workout and he works out before everybody else and he comes in and he never changes his his routine. His routine and his preparation are always the same and you just never see any leeway from him. And it's like, it's it's kind of amazing to see because it's like, wow, this is like one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah, And I'm literally here getting to watch him getting to watch him work out, work on his moves, and he does everything game-like, speed-like. His mind is always going. He's one of the smartest guys I've ever seen play the game of basketball. Yeah. And that was, and he can talk his way throughout anything on the game of basketball. He has such a photographic memory to where it, he doesn't even have to go on the court to explain it. And that's something that I believe that he's built throughout the years that's extremely, extremely amazing. Yeah. Like, being a part of something like that as being a young kid for me I always you know Kobe and LeBron were my generation you know I grew up watching those guys I grew up you know seeing those guys and to to be on the same team as them is actually kind of surreal and it's just you don't when you get moments like that you just always you you want to bask in a moment but you never want to take the moment for granted oh yeah you know because along with LeBron comes 
winning too. Mm-hmm. And I want to be in that spot to where you're in the same cup. Like you're playing on the same team as him. All right, you want that winning. You you want to feel that winning t- that winning spirit. You know that winning team he he brings, and you know the winning energy that they give. You know along with AD and everybody else on the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's just like it's a it's like you're kind of starstruck, but it's also like, damn. All right, I need to I need to step my game up now. Yeah, yeah. I need to really step my game up. Like let's really get in tune with this because. I'm trying to get to that level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. And that's the same thing how I felt when I was around Tom Brady. I, even though it was a preseason game, just the way Tom Brady just has a focus. Just for a preseason game. Yes. A game that doesn't mean anything to him. And exactly. just watching, he played like the first series mm-hmm. and just watching the defense, our defense go against them. Mm-hmm. It's just like anything you throw at him, he has an answer for. Right. And he can see it before it's coming because Tom Brady is now in year 20 as well. Mm-hmm. And... Again, what what what? You only have eleven guys on the field. What mm-hmm. what more can you throw at him that he's never seen before? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, amazing when it, you see it. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you really got to do a really good job of disguising your coverage to really get a negative play out of Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I know, as me being an, when I transferred to being an athlete. I mean, being a professional athlete, I know I had to do like different types of exercises, different types of workouts. I've even had to try to do yoga, Pilates. Mm-hmm. Is there anything like you do that's different that you've never maybe done before up until you got to becoming a professional athlete that you do now? Absolutely. I would say the yoga, yeah. the hot yoga for sure is definitely one that I've that I've gotten myself into and it's really helped just from the stretching wise, being more flexible. And uh, I'm actually, I was actually trying to get into Pilates this year, mm-hmm. but I'm actually going to do it next year. Yeah. And uh, I heard that's really, oh. really, really good for athletes. Really good. So I'll tell you off experience, mm-hmm. like, even just with everything that you do, it's just really important to always engage your core. Because Absolutely. even when you engage your core, it re- reduces the amount of injury. It reduces the chance of injury. Mm-hmm. But then it also activates the muscles that you're not really really accustomed to using and it helps you for more support and more strength and whatever it is that you do so even like when you drive to the basket Mm -hmm. you can feel yourself drive to the basket stronger like because i know for one thing me doing pilates and strengthening out my core Mm -hmm. i've been able to really explode out of my past set and explode out of just a run stance that looks the same as Mm -hmm. my past set you know what i'm saying yeah you can do a bunch of different movements out of just one position absolutely just, yeah. like, build that strength up mm-hmm. so like yeah it's like I'll tell you one thing Pilates is where it's at man and again it, it just teaches you the stability of using your core but then also like strengthening it as well even if you're doing something else that's probably not core focused mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying you, you activating your core will make that exercise a lot easier absolutely yeah. so I, I took and even with benching and squatting mm-hmm. my squat has gone up a lot tremendously ever since I started doing Pilates because my my core has gotten stronger. You know? Nice. So like, yeah, it's just small things like that that just help you get an advantage because you know, the body's the body is very complex. Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of muscles, ligaments that you probably don't even know about that you have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to do certain activities or certain workouts to actually get that muscle or ligament activated. Mm-hmm. So it helps you in your overall game as well. It translates. Everything. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, man. <laughs> so do you have anything like, you know, we, we got a lot of athletes around here, especially in Rochester, New York, because we, we were kids and we mm-hmm. were aspiring athletes at one point. Do you have any advice, you know, being a professional athlete who has actually gotten there, gotten to the pinnacle of 
whatever you you know for you basketball for me football do you mm-hmm. have any advice that you want to give the young kids yeah my advice would be if you want like my advice would be whatever you're doing always put your heart mind and soul into it you know uh being a professional athlete you learn to never take anything for granted mm-hmm. and you learn you really learn quickly that this stuff is never promised yeah this is, you can never take anything for granted. So, whatever you do, I always like I always say, always put your mind, heart, and body into it. Always give your one hundred percent into it. One hundred percent will be given back to you. Yeah. The game will show you love. You show the game love. The game will show you love right back. Exactly. But you just have to keep doing it, and it's not going to be easy. Like stuff in life is, you never get anything that you work for easy. Stuff in life is never easy. You always have to work for it, and it's always going to be tough. But you always have to try and stay even kill and always try to be mentally tough throughout any circumstances, whether it's good or bad. Always try and be an even kill. Never get too high. Never get too low. Always try to be even kill. And call upon the people that are close to you, too. You know, take advice, you know. Ask questions. Be a sponge. Try and soak up as much information as you can about the craft that you want to do, whether it's basketball, football, or electronics, or coding, or anything in life. Anything in life. Try and be a sponge and soak up as much information as you can in order to try and be a master at what you love. Now, now going off of that, when you were talking about tough times as being an athlete, Mm -hmm. when you have those tough times, because we all have tough times as athletes. We all have, you know, low points. We all have, you know, skids. Mm-hmm. Like, think about it. And even in sports, like, your team's going on a three-game losing streak. We have those as athletes, too, you know? Absolutely. What do you do to get through those tough times? I always, I always, always try to feed myself good judgment. I always try to, I never lie to myself. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. I would never lie to myself. I, I'm always, I always try to keep it real with myself, no matter what. Yeah. Even if it's good, bad, horrible, great. Always try to be real with yourself and always give yourself good, positive feedback. You yeah. know, you always want to try and keep the negative stuff and the negative energy away from you. You know, you can't always be like, Ah, man, yeah, come on, can't be stupid, man. Stop being, stop doing that stupid. Don't say that. Yeah. Don't say stuff like that. Your brain starts to. I learned this before. It's your brain starts to like believe, believe the stuff it. that you especially that you're saying subconsciously, mm-hmm. especially subconsciously. So I always try to uplift myself, even if there's nobody else there. Like always, be like, oh man, if you messed up, you're good. Move on to the next one. You got the next one. You got you messed up on this one. You ain't gonna happen again on the next one. So I try to instill myself in that. To where it's just like you always try and give that positive feedback to yourself because there's going to be times where people are not going to always give you that positive feedback. Exactly. People are probably going to look at you to be like, oh, what you going to do now? Or just want to see you fail. But you always have to try, you know, like I said, stay even kill. That mental toughness comes with that positive feedback as well. Okay. And another thing you were talking about, like even with basketball, football, you know, how whatever it is that you want to do, you got to put your heart, body, and soul into it. Was there ever anything, other sports that you played as a youth? It was football. It was football, and then uh, my brother was a was a really good baseball player. But uh, I didn't go into baseball, but I remember I played football one time, and I got cracked. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this ain't for me, man. Okay. Yeah. okay. But even going over that, has there, even during your small, short time playing the game, mm-hmm. 
Has there any been anything that you've learned from football absolutely. that has translated to you as a professional athlete? Oh, yeah, absolutely. The camaraderie, the the unity, the the mental toughness you have to have. You know, you're building you're you're building yourself up into something bigger than yourself. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Because when you're playing football, you say you have 11 other guys out there on the field. You have to be in a tandem. You have to learn from each other, talk to each other, you know, you know, speak to each other. A lot of guys don't speak to each other. I always tried to learn, speak, you know, anything that, whether if it was a missed coverage, are we in drop coverage? Are we up? Are we blitzing? You know, we always have to be in that communication. All right, yeah. am I blocking here? Or am I or am I going to be a, a receiver on this play? What am I doing? You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Running out, yeah. running in. You know what I'm yeah. We all got to be informed right there. And it taught me, it taught me how to be a part of something that was bigger than myself. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not just playing for you. You're playing for your brothers. You're playing for your team. You're playing for your school. Whatever you're doing out there. It's not just you. And that really helped me, like, realize, like, yeah, this ain't just me out here. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because I tell you, I tell you off that, like, you know, fo- football or even just team sports. I play basketball. Mm-hmm. I play football. I've even done tennis. I've even done indoor league soccer for the rec centers, like, growing up. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you one thing: being on a team and being a part of something that's bigger than yourself has just taught you, taught me so many different life skills, so many different ways of going about critical thinking or how I'm going to execute something, a game plan, rather. Or how am I going to get myself better? And, you know what I'm saying? Even what you were talking about, communicating. Absolutely. How important communicating is to one another and how important is positive communication, mm-hmm. especially. So, you know, like, those life skills have just played a part into me being who I am today. Because, you know, I feel like, you know, with the life skills and the communications that we've just learned throughout our time of being athletes, it taught us so many things off the field where we can be more personable. You know what I'm saying? I, Absolutely. I'll tell you one thing. Growing up, I used to be a really shy kid. Because, mm-hmm. You know, I was a lot bigger than everybody, you know. And then even the guys that I played with that was my size, I was too immature because I was younger. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, it just taught me how to just talk to different groups, talk to people who aren't like me. And, you know, and I felt like that has played a part in people getting to know me better. You know what I'm Absolutely. Because, you know, everyone used to think before I could actually speak and you know, project myself mm-hmm. that I was just, you know, this big angry dude who, you know, because I played so strong and, uh, you know, people would think like I was a bully or something like that. But then when they actually got to know me, it was like, no, nah, I'm very not even. Yeah. Like, you know <laughs> so like, it's just things like that. So like, you know, that's why I try to, that's why my passion is trying to really get youth into sports. Cause I feel like a lot of these youth out here, they're around, but like, I feel like they're not a part of anything. You right. Know? And, yeah. and if they are a part of something, it's not, the right things to be a exactly part of. yeah so, you know what i'm saying trying to um, trying to encourage kids to be a part of something positive mm-hmm. and something that's bigger than themselves so even though it's something bigger than themselves and even though they have to work with a team and put others first they're still strengthening themselves because you know if you put the goals of the team first you'll always your individual goals will always fall into place absolutely so, like you know that's just a, a passion of mine that i've been like really trying to do especially during my time here in rochester mm-hmm. so yeah, man, it's really nice having you on here. It's really nice to see what you're running to out, man. Man, thank you. I, I appreciate you for having me. I man. remember when Mama used to bring you to pr- practice and stuff. Yeah. Like that. You know, when we play CYO, you know, mm-hmm. even when we lose, I had to pick you up because you always would. And I used to be like that too. You know, when we lose, we because we love, we love. Yeah, we played it with passion, oh man. We God. we so put like, our hearts into. So it. like, if we lost a game, it, you would think it was the end of the world. <laughs> like I would be crying, Thomas would be crying. We'd have to pick, yep. we'd have to pick each other up so so many times. So like you know, it's just crazy just to see what you've grown into and you know how far we've both gone, in, especially per- perspective to our careers. Absolutely. So you know, 
blessings to you, man. Man, blessings, man. And, Thank and, you. And best of luck this season, man. It's really nice to have you on here, bro. And you know, I, I'm I'm always pulling for you, bro. Man, appreciate no, you, man. Thank you. Yeah. I really do appreciate that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, man. Thank you all. Thank you. And thank you for listening to the new WDKX Podcast Network at WDKX.com.